Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors side, distracting the Toronto Raptors, 94-89 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, this one was tough. This one was a heartbreaking loss. The Toronto Raptors looked out of it for most of the game. Sixers came out on top in the first quarter, looked, looked very strong, and... Aside from some exciting runs the Toronto Raptors put on, especially in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, the Sixers had this game in grasp, and it was pretty unfortunate that we couldn't close out those runs, but we'll get into all of that. First, we're starting off with the comment of the day, eh? And uh, this one's uh, going out to John Morangis, Morangis, I think that's how you say it. Apologize if I pronounced that wrong, but uh, he said on last podcast that the the Toronto Raptors, we should just put the entire team on NBA All Defense, and I couldn't agree with that more. And tonight, that held true. We'll start off with a positive in this game. The defense for both sides was absolutely amazing. This was this looked like a game from the early two thousands, more so than a than a game the late twenty tens, because. The, you know, the three-point shots weren't going in. It was a low-scoring affair. Uh, no one really had it going aside from Kawhi Leonard, and it was just a weird sight to see because the Toronto Raptors played great defense on the 76ers and just couldn't capitalize on the other end. But let's just jump straight into this game because in the in our preview to the series, and even we mentioned some stuff in the Game 1 podcast, you know, we said some things could possibly go wrong for the Toronto Raptors that could, you know, the way the Sixers have been playing with Joel Embiid's health, you know, the things that could go wrong, everything that we mentioned kind of went wrong tonight. It all came to a head. Firstly, Jimmy Butler, he's a historic Raptor killer. He's going to go up in the, the Raptors as one of the guys that could certainly put give give the Toronto Raptors a game. He's done in the past where he had 50 points and a half or something. He's he's had some monstrous nights against Toronto, and tonight was nothing less. He had 30 points and 12 rebounds, 5 assists. I was worried about him coming into the series. He was my biggest fear, especially with Joel Embiid being hurt and we having us having Marcus Gasol on the roster. But he's the guy that I was most worried about because he has that killer mentality. And, you know, when the big buckets are needed Jimmy Jimmy Butler usually comes to get him and after game one I was pretty excited because the Toronto Raptors kind of kept him at bay you know he was he looked a bit passive in game one and a lot of that had to do with the Toronto Raptors defense just keep him out of the lane keep him uncomfortable and he didn't shoot the greatest field goal percentage tonight but when you let him get hot especially with the way he did in the second half and you know get on the roll and hitting starting those stupid shots then it's it's very tough to guard and when the Toronto Raptors are making their run at the end of this game, Jimmy Butler always came back with a with a bucket to to respond or to slow down the run, which was heartbreak. It was heartbreaking to see Jimmy Butler just come back and kind of hit hit the Raptors with those dagger shots. So that was unfortunate. The second thing that we we really brought up that we were worried about is Kawhi Leonard. Right, he he's a monster. Tonight, he was amazing. You know, we'll talk about Kawhi. 35 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, made great plays all around, was getting to the rim. You know, 3 of 10 from the 3-point line, but still knocked down a few threes. But he was the reason the Toronto Raptors were even in this game. You know, he was... The Raptors needed a run. When the Raptors made their run, they all stemmed from Kawhi Leonard and... It's just unfortunate no one else could step up because this was our worry. You know, the the Sixers are going to pay a lot of attention to Kawhi Leonard now. It didn't slow him down by any means, but the other guys could not hit shots. And the bench, you know, the bench, I believe, had a total of six points or five points. Sorry, Serge Ibaka with two, uh, Norman Powell with three, Fred Van Vliet with zero. And Jody Meeks, obviously, in his two minutes with this, you know, Jody Meeks did not have a good two minutes out there. So our 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 true eight-man rotation really didn't do nothing tonight. You know, we need Serge. Ibaka to certainly be able to give us more off the bench. He had four, he had four, he had doubled the fouls that he did points. You know, that's unacceptable for our backup center. He's really our sixth man. You know, Serge Ibaka is playing at a 
arguably his best season of his career for a lot of stretch of this year, and in this playoffs, and particularly this Sixers series, he really hasn't had it going, so we'll need him to pick it up. Fred mentioned how he was kind of mad at himself after game one, and tonight he'll be mad at himself again. Zero points for Fred Van Vliet, only taking two shots. You know, Fred Van Vliet, we needed, we needed buckets. You know, the the story about this one, because we kept the Sixers to 94 points, a team with four All-Stars, that's that's very good. That's very good defense, you know, you can't expect nothing more on the terms of the defensive end, but when the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors for most of this game, maybe aside from the fourth quarter, just couldn't score. You know, Kawhi did his thing, Siakam had an inefficient shooting night, but he still got his 21 points, you know, Lowry had some big shots at the end, didn't really get many buckets earlier in the game, but when when things are going bad, you know, no one can knock down a shot, we need someone off the bench, either whether it be Norm, who's the X-Factor, I think he's our eighth guy, so he you don't mind if Norm is a bit inconsistent, hot and cold, but we need Serge Ibaka and Steady Freddy to at least give us something. We need something on a, out of those two guys on a night-by-night basis, and, you know, the Sixers bench is not very good in terms of defense, in terms of, you know, being able to match up. In theory, on paper, our bench is much stronger than those guys, but, you know, James Ennis had himself a monster night. Greg Monroe, before he went out with injury... He ended, up, he ended up giving the Raptors some work. You know, Moose was out here with 10 points, James Ennis with 13. And it, we can't have our bench being outplayed by the Sixers bench. You know, they have such a good starting lineup. Their bench, they have zero depth. So the fact that the likes of Fred VanVleet and Serge Ibaka are getting outplayed by these guys, it's, it's a very unfortunate sight. We need them to be better. And we mentioned in the last pod... Despite Kawhi and Siakam's heroics, and despite the fact they almost won it for us again tonight, we, we need the bench to be better. And if we're going to beat the Sixers in this series or any teams going forward, we can't have five points coming from our bench unit. So that's something that certainly needs to improve. Fred and Serge got to step it up. We'll talk about some other players and the negatives after. But this game was really a dud for the Toronto Raptors, aside from that late that third quarter run that we made to kind of bring us back into this one we we're down to by 19 points at one point and then at the end of the fourth quarter that's when uh the Raptors could really see the ball going through the hoop and I think this game you know before we get into the segments before we talk about this game further I'm not worried I'm not worried after this one the Raptors were getting a lot of looks a lot of looks that they they usually knock down and not not ones that are tough shots that they usually knock down it's we're talking completely wide open threes here from guys like Danny Green who's been one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA all season Pascal Siakam missed a lot of those bunnies that he always hits from around the rim this whole playoffs he's been knocking down but one thing about Pascal Siakam it's been very encouraging to see even on nights where a shot isn't falling he's still being aggressive he's still shooting them all with extreme confidence which is a great sight to see because we see a lot of stars when uh, when it's a big game and their shot isn't going they might start to get a bit passive but that isn't the case with Pascal Siakam we saw it with a uh, game one and two in the Orlando series and you know he eventually picked that up to the to the point where he's been playing like a superstar in these these playoffs so far and tonight he had he had probably his most off game of the the postseason but I was still encouraged by the way he played you know though Siakam's not going to miss those easy bunnies around the rim on a consistent basis but let's swing it straight into the segments tonight. The Kawhi Doom like that play of the day. And Kawhi had a lot of plays, a lot of M1s, particularly in the fourth quarter that could have been on this list. But it's got to go to Kyle Lowry. He was struggling with the three-point shot for a lot of this game. Him and Danny have been off from three of the series, except except for the fourth quarter when the Raptors were des- in desperate need of some shots, something to go in. Kyle Lowry banged a couple, two above-the-break threes, which 
really brought us back into it. The Raptors are much better when Kyle Lowry's a threat from the three-point line and knocking down shots, and tonight he didn't shoot the greatest efficiency, you know, his, his jumper wasn't wasn't super fluid, but at the end of it, at least he was able to knock some down, and that's the thing about the Toronto Raptors with Kyle Lowry. Now, Kyle Lowry does everything at an extremely high level in terms of passing the ball, in terms of facilitating, in terms of ev- getting everyone going, playing defense, taking charges, no one's disputing that. But for most of this game, Kyle Lowry was kind of a non-threat from outside the three-point line, and he made some nice drives, which kept the Raptors, you know, kept them honest. But when Kyle Lowry's knocking down those shots and is a threat on the offensive end, the Raptors play so much better. And, you know, when he knocked down those last two shots, and the, the Sixers' defense was forced to spread out, and everything looked more open. That's why we saw the Raptors go on such a nice run at the end of this one. So if Kyle Lowry can just be a bit more consistent with his three-point shot and, you know, be more aggressive and confident with his bucket getting throughout the whole entire game I think it would be a completely different game as the Sixers would have to guard this roster completely different but nonetheless Kyle Lowry hit some big shots hopefully it'll carry over into next game you know I'd love to see him knocking down more shots but not all plays can be the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day and some just make you say oh geez and tonight the OGs play of the day the Raptors a lot of these are coming from the end of this game because it was pretty exciting to see the Toronto Raptors possibly come back from such an awful performance such a huge deficit and you know, Jimmy Butler, he was on fire tonight, but there was a couple possessions at the end of this game, and one in particular where he went in the lane, he got a mid-range jumper, and Marcus All cleanly swatted it. He cleanly swatted away. The Raptors were on a run, they were making their run, and, you know, the refs gave Jimmy Butler two free throws, kind of extended their lead a little bit too much, you know, it ended up being insurmountable, but those plays are such a momentum killer. You know, it's blatantly, it was blatantly a clean block. You know, you could look at that from the TV. If you're standing 80 feet away from your TV, you'd see that's a clean block. And they called it a foul just because of how well Jimmy Butler was playing. And that was super unfortunate to see. The Raptors are making the run. And those are the plays that just irk you. They kill you as a fan just watching the game. But this is swinging us into our our Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And it's it's going to Danny Green. I've kind of not talked about him most of this podcast because I wanted to bring him up at the end segment. And he's been such a phenomenal player for us all year. He's one of the most consistent three-point shooters throughout the whole entire NBA. He's shooting at a ridiculous percentage. But tonight, you know, he hasn't been very good this this uh, Philadelphia 76er series so far. But tonight was especially brutal. Only one for six from the three-point line, one for eight from the field. Three points, four rebounds. But missed some heartbreakers he missed some heartbreakers i know he's a plus 14 the best by far plus minus of the game for the the raptors but man the raptors really could have used some of his threes on a couple possessions in particular i believe the raptors were down by four at one point you know in the fourth quarter and Kawhi leonard he was already been on fire he went down the lane and there you know the whole defense converged on him uh they kicked it out to danny green in the corner danny green never misses open corner threes i, I don't know if i saw him miss one all regular season and that's obviously hyperbole but you know that, that's when danny green gets an open corner three you can you can knock that in as a bucket but tonight he missed that one and then on the other end jimmy butler comes down and gets an and one you know it was a six point swing just a complete momentum killer but the raptors kept fighting but if that one went down then i the whole the the whole SBC center is that what it's called the SBC center the scotia bank arena that that would have blown up so that that's one reason Danny's getting it, but the the real one was that last possession where the Raptors are down three. Kyle Lowry kind of fumbles the ball, uh, gets it back from Tobias Harris on a crazy hustle play. You know, kicks it to Kawhi. Everyone runs at Kawhi just because of how well he's been playing. And then 
Danny Green gets the ball. No one near him. No one near him above the break. The Raptors are already on a huge run. Lowry just hit those, uh, already hit those two clutch threes. So usually the threes are way easier to hit when a, co- a couple players on your team have already knocked them down. The, the crowd's going. And it had the right line. It had the right trajectory. But unfortunately, didn't go down. And that that was so unfortunate that that's i hate to give it to danny green because of how well he plays and all that but uh you know tonight he deserves it just of those two shots and forcing us to as raptors fans to have our hearts broken i know it's not his fault and i'm sure he'll bounce back but th- those are those are tough shots to miss especially in the big games but that's one of the reasons i'm not super worried about this game you know the the raptors a lot of stuff went wrong and i, I know you can't really rely on norm but Fred, at least one of Fred and Serge could be reliable, I think, on the bench for the rest of the series. I, you know, some people might disagree with that take, but those two guys are too talented for both of them not to turn it around in the next few games. So I'm sure our bench will be better as the, the series goes on. You know, there, there's not much worse they can get. I know that it's possible, but, you know, they, they need to be better. I think they will be. You know, Danny Green, he, he's the guy that I really don't think is going to continue this cold streak. He's a guy that's shown to show up in the clutchest of moments, you know, the biggest of moments. And this Sixer series is a huge moment for the Toronto Raptors and Raptors history, to be 100% honest. You know, this is, this is the year we're going all out for it. So I think Danny Green will step up. He's been a consistent shooter all year and tonight he he didn't knock it down but I think this will motivate him further to to really have a few big games at the end of the series so I think Daniel bounced back the Raptors played phenomenal defense it wasn't you know aside from Jimmy Butler who you know he had 30 points but it was on some inefficient shooting everyone else was kind of kept at bay if the Raptors can play defense like this again and then you know a couple more shots go down Pascal Siakam he's not going to go nine for 25 on many nights especially if you look at the shots he was getting they're all they're all Pascal Siakam shots it wasn't like the six did something completely different on him you know he's still getting those floaters around the rim they just weren't going down in this one I think that he'll bounce back so I think all those things are fixable but the the one point and you know maybe the second Demari Kiro Gold Star Award is it's going to Nick Nurse tonight and he's done a pretty good job at adjusting throughout the series after game one of the Orlando series he he made a few things throughout the, the entire series game to game that really kept the Raptors on top of the magic he came in very prepared for the 76ers in round two but tonight the Brett Brown you gotta give credit he he made some adjustments and came out strong against the Raptors and Nick Nurse you're getting the Demari Kiro Gold Star Award tonight because he tried some things and you know they, they didn't work out you can't have Jody Meeks in in the game when your third quarter has been going so strong and the Sixers have their starting unit out there you know we ran a lineup I think Fred Meeks and Powell were on the court three of our three of our guys that are, aren't starters are kind of in the the lower end of the eight nine man rotation Jody Meeks he, he can't be on the court trying to guard Ben Simmons it's it's not a good look for him he had a turnover. He missed a wide open three that that would have helped the Raptors' momentum going to the fourth, though. So that's one thing for from Nick Nurse there. And the final thing is the way he kind of handled Marcus All because Marcus All is such an asset in terms of defending Joel Embiid. And I would like to see Marcus All always. Whenever Joel Embiid is on the court, I want to see Marcus All out there. And it gets Serge Ibaka because Serge Ibaka was sometimes out there with Embiid. The way he's kind of been struggling, get him against the, some of those bench centers. And if Serge has been struggling the whole game, and the Raptors are in desperate need to come back in this one. You can't have Marc Gasol coming in with six minutes to go in the fourth. I know Serge Ibaka's been great all year, but these are some big games. And you either get Serge going more at the beginning of the game with uh, getting some open mid-range looks and those sorts of things, or or you can't play him when, when the Raptors are trying to make a run. When the Raptors, you know, this is a big game too for the Raptors on their home court. 
and Marcus Gasol the second highest plus minus. You, you got to you can't have him on the bench uh, for the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. So that's one thing there. And if the Raptors are struggling, and I've kind of brought this up in the regular season, you know, Marcus Gasol, I have no complaints about the way he's been playing. He, he's on the court he, defensively. He's a nightmare for wherever he's guarding. We've seen it with Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid did not have a good game tonight. I know he's sick, and I know he's injured, so there's some excuses there. But nonetheless, he's still probably the best big man in the NBA. You know, 12 points, five, uh, six rebounds from him, two of seven in the field, and there's the excuse that he's sick. So it's not all on Marcus Hall, but still, the fact that you're keeping a guy like that to, to some subpar numbers, it, it's a sight to be seen. It's a sight to be seen what Marcus Hall is doing on the defensive end, but I know he's playing great offense in terms of facilitating and all that. We, that's been talked to death. But if the Raptors aren't scoring, the Raptors aren't getting buckets. One way to just kickstart an offense, especially if Kawhi's on the court, is give the ball to Gasol down low. He's he's a, a guy that's in the past has been shown. He's a capable post scorer. I know we want to run the the wide, keep him wide, and you know space the floor for everyone. But if if nothing's going down, if our only source of offense is Kawhi Leonard, we want to give him a little break. Give the ball to Marcus Gasol in the post. I think he could be more utilized as an offensive threat in terms of scoring the basketball. With the Raptors, he's kind of just used as a as a pick and pop five, and uh, you know a guy that gets the ball kicked out to him, and he keeps the defense honest, which is fair. But I think there can be more possessions run from Marcus Hall, especially when the the game when the offense for the Toronto Raptors is just looking stagnant. So that that's one adjustment. Nick Nurse, you gotta you gotta throw those sorts of things in your game. But let me know what you guys think. Marcus Hall averaged like 18 points per game before he or. 15, 15 or 18, I, I don't really know, 15 or 18 points per game, still a lot of points for the Memphis Grizzlies before he came to the Toronto Raptors, so it's not like it's, you know, some lifetime ago but when he was capable of getting those buckets, he's still capable of getting some buckets down down the paint, it would keep him beat, it would make him more tired if he's forced to guard Marcus All in the block, I think that that should be an adjustment Nick Nurse makes for Game 3, but obviously as I said, let me know what you think in the comment section below, and finally, we have a new segment for this Sixer series, and obviously they're more fun when the Raptors win, but everyone knows the the trust the process motto, and I guess it worked out for the Philly tonight, but, you know, at the Raptors' digest, there's some moments we, we want to pick out in the game where you shouldn't trust the process, and the Toronto Raptors, every one of their players are, you know, beyond, I think later than a 15th pick, while the Sixers, they built their team through tanking for year after year after year, getting top three pick, top three pick, top three pick, so we've just devised a segment where... We break down where one of our later, our later draft picks kind of school one of those top five picks. And tonight, Pascal Siakam, the man from Cameroon, he, he spiced up Joel Embiid down in the paint. He had a nice spin move at the beginning of this game. I think it was Pascal Siakam's first bucket. You know, he had Joel Embiid kind of backpedaling, did a spin move, finished it around the rim. You know, spicy P with that spicy spin. It's always, it's always an exciting play. So that's the don't trust the process moment of the game. Hopefully, the Raptors get the W and will be a little bit more fun next game, but Anyways, I'm not worried about this one. I'm not worried about this game, not not in the least. I think if we just start knocking down a few more shots, make a few adjustments going to Game 3, we should be pretty set to win this series. I, I still have the Raptors in 5. It might go a little bit longer considering we lost one at home, but as always, check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You're the best for making this far. We're on all platforms, so for people that want to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, we're on all those sorts of things, so check us out on that. You know, We had a solo pod today, Riker, he's on a plane right now. Back to Newfoundland. I'm personally just finished exams, but I'm staying in Montreal for a little while. Anyways, enough of me rambling. I'm signing out. Cheers.